Paratruth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. Christian and non-Christian paranormal investigators. They have two different views, and it seems as if neither of them can ever agree on anything. So what happens when a mainstream view of the paranormal crosses paths with the Christian view? <laughs> Something epic. This is Paratroop Radio. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Paratooth Radio. My name is Eric. I'm Justin. And today, we are sitting in Bismarck, North Dakota, by a bonfire, drinking beer, and uh, enjoying summer. We thought we'd give this a try, being that, you know, being stuck indoors kind of sucks sometimes. Yeah, especially recording. Mm -hmm. So if you guys hear background noise... We're going to do the best we can to filter it out, uh, but uh, I think it kind of adds to the ambience of what I've dubbed over the campfire. Uh, and Eric has asked me this, Heidi from um, Talk Super, formerly from Talk Supernatural, has asked me, you know, what is this all about? So I want to explain a little about about what this is. Um, I'm sure I've brought this up on episodes before, but how we got started pod, paranormal podcasting was Eric and I would sit around a campfire, just talk about theories or stories or whatever about the supernatural. Um, as we are right now drinking beer, uh, sometimes smoking cigars, and we would just talk for hours. So we decided to start a online radio show. Had never heard of anything like it at the time. Had never even heard the word podcast, which is odd because it had started at least what three or four years before we started. Yeah, it's pretty young when we when we started. Uh, it wasn't too popular, and we had obviously had no not only no clue what we were doing, but really no means and how to grow it. Because right. even then, like, social media was still, you know, Facebook was still relatively young. Well, at that time, then. we were on, uh, um, what was the other Blog one? Talk? No, the, what was the social media that we... MySpace? MySpace. Mm-hmm. See, it's been that long since I can't even remember what it was. <laughs> How could you forget it? It was yours. <laughs> Your space. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, I got it. <laughs> Something I thought we would start with this series is talking about um, different creatures where our perspective has kind of changed. And we have kind of discussed this a little bit on Paratruth Radio, but as we've progressed, it is now 2022. We started in um, 2008, 2009-ish. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start with the vampire. What... What knowledge has changed anything that you think about when you think of the vampire, or has it changed? Uh, I think a lot of its weaknesses have changed, or at least are, are more 
broadly understood from what was believed back in 2008 when we started. Uh, you know, because there was that cliche thing where vampires could only be killed with wooden sticks, uh, they would die in sunlight, burn up or whatever, turn to dust, uh, you know, things like that, weaker during the day than at night. But when you start reading some of the old stories, uh, when you think of of um, Stroker's Dracula, for example, mm-hmm. reading through that, there and that's you know that, that has some history behind it, and that's where a lot of these vampire stories have originated, were through books like that or stories like that, and then of course so-called eyewitness accounts during uh, medieval times and mm-hmm. you know early Europe. Uh, and what I learned is that vampires, you know, they don't, they don't turn to dust in the sun. That, that's a Hollywood thing. It's a gimmick. Uh, they're weakened, but they can still live in sunlight. They can walk through sunlight. You know, they, they're not burned up or anything like that. Uh, the wooden stake, again, that tends to be more of a Hollywood-based thing. Um, you know, when you, when you read Dracula, for example, he's killed with a... Uh, a knife, a giant knife through the heart, and then his head is chopped off. Uh, now, the thing that has changed or has remained, of course, is being stabbed through the heart and having the head chopped off. So, those are two things that do remain. Uh, but the means or method in which to do it is vastly open to interpretation and one's uh, view because obviously, if he can be, if, if a vampire can be killed with anything through the heart, then a bullet through the heart is just as effective as a knife, just as effective as a wooden stake, and so on and so forth. So, right. Uh, you said the original story was a knife. That we said uh, for Dracula. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, so that's interesting because I've I've actually never read all the way through the book. Um, the. I guess for me, the the one thing that I have kind of grown into to realizing over the years is maybe that these legends that have come about are not so much from a supernatural creature, but you and I had interviewed somebody who identifies as a vampire, not a sanguine vampire, but a um, she wore, wore teeth, um, Lady Anne. But maybe it was people all along. And it these legends came about because nobody could explain what was going on, but they would see people doing these things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, th- I think there's... I, I think there's probably some accuracy in that. Um the one thing that is i think drastically changed is the fear factor of vampires you know we we growing up there was something to be scared of and nowadays it's something uh that people relish to be and you know whether that's through cosplay or going to these secret underground vampire bars or blood bars uh whether they're psychic vampires or you know whatever uh, it's becoming much more common to meet people who are i guess uh, self-proclaiming themselves as a vampire of some sort, uh, which I think even when we started started with uh, podcasting, 
claiming that kind of thing was a little darker and people were more into like the blood magic and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's changed quite a bit over the last several years. Oh, the, the, you brought up the psychic vampire. That's something that you don't really hear about in the legends. That's something relatively new. Right. Yeah. It's definitely more new agey. Um, but that's not to say that vampires weren't psychic per se, you know, like. There weren't psychic vampires back then, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, and of course, when we think of psychic vampires, we're thinking of people who drain energy or consume, and not life forces, but the energy that people give off or certain items give off. Uh, and of course, the psychic vampire back in uh, medieval times and year, early Europe, um, even early U.S., like, those were vampires who can manipulate people uh, using psychic abilities, Uh they wouldn't necessarily drain energy, but they would manifest a uh, like a psychic connection with an individual that they wanted to prey on, mm-hmm. uh, and that's something right. we see often through the history books of vampires. Right. Has anything recently, a- after doing Night Stalkers Paranormal Radio, um, doing Forgotten Truth Radio, doing Paratruth Radio, has anything? come up that is new or different for you compared to way back when like as we've talked to people we haven't really had someone who absolutely claims to be a psychic vampire or anything like that on the show um but has anything come up where it's like a a surprise or aha moment for you i don't think so because i feel like we've been in the game long enough to see the changes subtly over the years so it's not something that's just oh that makes sense you know (laughs) this is something that uh has steadily grown uh within the culture and uh i think therefore we just kind of grew with it you know yeah like looking back i can't tell you the day that i thought oh psychic vampires are a thing i don't remember that because it was just so subtle that there are little imprints of it here and there in the textbooks um or with people that we were talking to and now it's very prominent, you know? Right. So I think just with the changing time, it's something that we just steadily grew into. And the thing that's often how a lot of it is, unless it's like a story like, uh, you know, Slenderman, for example, that just popped up one day. Vampires are, are, are much more distinguished, I think, and certainly have a much larger um, fan base and a much larger... Uh, history and legend behind them so yeah so this is going to sound like a radical theory and i i again i come up with these theories but i don't necessarily believe them myself um one of the things that a lot of people believe is the the legend of the, the vampire came about during the plague and that um the reason that they thought these people were going to come back to life is their bodies would start to uh, bleed through the eyes, through the mouth, um, before they died and even after they died. But what if the plague was set on by vampires to uh, bring about the fear factor of, of their species? Um, yeah, it's radical, isn't it? 
<laughs> I think, uh, you know, I think that could be a decent theory. Uh, if, if, you know, vampires are real, they could have absolutely started the Black Plague to create some sort of fear factor. But then the question to be, why do that uh, unless you're being hunted? Because otherwise I would think they'd want to be invited into, you know, yeah, by people into their homes. But, I, but... I, you know, the vampire legend goes, or the lore goes well beyond the Black Plague, but I think the Black Plague did spark a significant amount of fear uh, into those legends or, or you know, empowered them, uh, both of them, the vampire and the werewolf uh, back then, and even the ghosts because of all the deaths that were happening. So I think there was a significant uh, change in the way people felt about some of the legends behind these monsters uh but whether or not it started or originated there i don't know it's possible well like i said and, and that could be just something that comes from fiction too because it i have kind of heard um different stories that are kind of like that um like the the one series that that i've really enjoyed listening to the audio books for i know i bring these up a lot guys but it's prevalent into how i think for certain times um is the the dresden piles um which is about a wizard and he's fighting these supernatural creatures and the the one storyline is about the red vampires who are the the blood-sucking vampires um they are from what he calls the never never and um they put on a flesh mask but under the flesh mask they're really these flabby bat-like creatures that drink human blood uh their their spit is narcotic and they uh bram stoker met one and created uh the story trying to trying to document but everybody thought it was nothing but fiction hmm i haven't heard that one so i am curious of your source <laughs> on that bit tidbit of information um it's a fictional story but it it may, makes my mind go to think about you know what if all of these fiction stories are um not stories but people's perceptions in the collective consciousness picking up on something that's really there and we're, we're meant to think it's not right no i mean i, I mean you're not wrong uh and that is certainly possible and it, but in that case like i wonder how much of these creatures are are more so a production of people's minds as opposed to reality like People become vampires because their mind thinks they're vampires. You know, right. much, much like lycanthropy. Uh, people who believe they're they're disorder, yeah. right werewolves, but you know they're not. Um, yeah, so, so we that's... were corrected on that. Remember way back when that it's only a very small percentage where that happens. With lycanthropy, lycanthropic disorder. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's sorry. Remember that episode? I, no, I remember the episode, but. I howl way too often sometimes, <laughs> so I don't know. 
You do howl at the the full moon way more than the normal some human people. being. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> um, something that that has really changed my mind about vampirism is the psychic vampire thing, and uh, I th- I think you had walked watched the documentary with me with uh, Michelle Bellinger in mm-hmm. it and she was talking about how a psychic vampire feeds and all that stuff yep. um, which Michelle if, if you're listening to Paratruth Radio we would love to have you on as a guest because it's something that's intrigued us for a very long time and we like I said have not had somebody on who uh, has talked to us about psychic vampirism um but after learning about that and meeting certain people that I feel has just drained the life out of me for a day, it makes a lot of sense. And I know you've probably met people like that, too. Yeah. You know, sometimes that person is myself, draining energy from myself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think the thing with uh, psychic vampires is you have... Uh, it's kind of split into two groups. You got the people who, who know what they are and can do, and then you got the people who have no clue what they're doing. You know, they don't realize that they're draining. Whether that's actually psychic vampirism, I mean, I don't know if that would be if that would qualify. Right. You know, but uh, the fact that you can be around individuals who just simply drain your energy without knowing that they're doing it is still a type of vampirism. It's just something that they. Uh, do they not consciously yeah. they can't control and can't consciously comprehend that you know that that's what they're doing or what they are so well i would like to know if it, somebody like that if they feel energized after an encounter like that and you know what and i'll bet if you ask them they'll have no clue so they'd have to do a little study to to, to see uh if indeed after talking to people, they do feel more energized because, you know, I, I, I think it's one of those things where because they don't comprehend the fact that they're doing it, they never really know or can say that they're more energized afterwards. Right. So then after a few more tests, with they consciously in their mind, they might come to find like, oh, yeah, I'm way more energized. Right. Um, another really interesting question about the whole research part of it is if anybody in in any government group cia fbi fbi whatever have done any type of research since they've done research on psychic phenomenon if they've done a a research on something like psychic vampirism i wouldn't doubt i'm sure they've done research on all kinds of uh legends and stories that we've talked about here on the show um you know, I mean, psychic vampires, but I wouldn't doubt they actually looked into actual vampires. I mean, if the government's coming forward and saying they don't know what the unidentified flying objects or unidentified aerial phenomena is, uh, but that they have significant evidence to prove that there's something there, then they know there's something out there other than just humans. So why not look into what is, what are these vampire creatures? What are, you know, these other monsters? 
Maybe not all of them, but I'm sure there's been a significant amount that they've looked at Bigfoot, for example. Right. I would not doubt if the government or the military have not looked into Sasquatch to find out like what exactly it is. Right. Well, I'm, I mean, I have no doubt they've probably at least looked into the sightings. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is going to be sort of a rabbit trail episode, too, because something we experienced on 4th of July, since you brought up the UAP, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and this is was in front of a bunch of people, and, you know, thinking about it, it could have possibly been a drone, but we were watching the fireworks from my backyard, and um, out of nowhere, both Eric and I caught something kind of at the same time. Neither of us said, said something until Eric's like, do you see that? I'm like, yeah, I, I'm I'm already <laughs> on the same page as you are. Um, but there was this light in the sky. Looked at, absolutely looked like it was way farther in, in the atmosphere than what a drone should be. Um, but it was a light... Um, it was glowing and it was kind of moving a little bit faster than I think drones move. But then again, I haven't really messed around with drones. They could absolutely probably move as fast as this thing was. Um, but the weird thing was, is the light would dwindle out and then all of a sudden it had moved and it was in a different spot in the sky. No other type of light, but like a white light. And it would sit there for a little bit, zap out, and then it would appear again in another spot. And it sat there for a while while the fireworks were going, and then we saw it fly off into the distance. So, um, it was interesting, but what what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, it... I, uh, drones do seem tend to move pretty quickly overall. Uh, they're fast, but what was odd to me is that the light it, it kept disappearing. Like yeah. you would see the light and then it would vanish. And what's also odd for me or to me is uh, I've seen a lot of drones over the years, and usually they have a red and or green light on them as kind of like to mark them as being a drone a drone or an aerial craft uh, the fact that this had no other markings other than the white light that we were seeing which almost looked like a reflection uh, from the sun that was setting uh, that was weird because there should have been some other blinking lights on it or something stating that it was recording or telling us what exactly it was uh, but it, 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 you know, and this wasn't like a little tiny light like most drones have. This was the whole thing was glowing white mm-hmm. uh, or like a off yellow, it was like a little warmer hue. Uh, and yeah, it was dip, it, it was it was interesting. And you know, and it, I think what was more intriguing about it, it is that it wasn't just you and I who saw it, but you know, some of some some of the people that were over for that party had noticed it too. And you know, it was taking it was taking their. Uh, I guess taking their their eyes away from the show, the fireworks show, mm-hmm. enough like that. That's how interesting it was. It's like everyone's eyes were on what that dot was right. in the sky flying around, not the fireworks. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we did some investigations. We will get into those um, on another episode because we do want to kind of have the the clients on to to talk about it. Um, the the 
footage that we picked up. But I wanted to bring that up before I forgot about it, and we didn't. We haven't had a chance to talk about it on air since we had recorded before that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so back to vampires. Uh, we've kind of really discussed a lot, um, and we'll go to break here just very shortly. But um, something I've probably never asked you but if somebody ever asked you to go to a vampire bar would you do it probably just to see what it's about yeah i mean i'm more than curious enough you know and i guess it depends on what exactly a vampire bar is uh like are we talking about like the underground stuff that we've discussed on the show before or is this more like legit monsters <laughs> they were going oh. to hang out i mean is this <laughs> dust to dawn or whatever or... i mean how would you ever really know that's true <laughs> yeah i mean if i had any indication that it was anything like dust to dawn no hell no <laughs> ain't getting in that mess <laughs> if it was called the titty twister you wouldn't be going no. to that <laughs> uh no <laughs> but if if it was like the the people that identify as vampires and absolutely absolutely and like if it was one of those bars like we have back in cleveland where you can go meet up with somebody uh test test you know blood test or whatever to make sure you're clean and that's how they you know did their thing i guess like i'd be like yeah let's let's go let's see what what's happening here would you would you allow somebody to feed off of you? hell no <laughs> hell to the no i mean just <laughs> The way that sounds is too creepy. <laughs> Do you allow somebody to feed off of you? Mm, no. Would you? Probably not. Probably not. I can't say unless I'm there. <laughs> so maybe much, if you're in the moment. How much I've been drinking or <laughs> something like that. <laughs> or further vampire seducing you or well, using a psychic ability to it, trick if you. It's, yeah, if it's a real vampire, right. Maybe if it was a scare bear. <laughs> Inside joke, you guys won't. I, I don't even want to go into that. Um, <laughs> all right, folks, uh, we're getting about to that point, so we're going to take a quick break. You've been listening to Pear Truth Radio right here on uh, KillerPodcast.com, and uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break, break, and we will be right back with Pear Truth Radio. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dino Tripodis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, Yeah. right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? (laughs) The Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. 
You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not, it's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Paratruth Radio. As always, my name is Eric. I'm Justin. And again, we do apologize if the audio is a little in and out. We are outside today by the bonfire. Birds are chirping. It's summer. Dog is laying in the corner staring up at the sky. And smiling. And everywhere else. He's just, he's just, he is so chill right now. Yeah. He's got the life. Uh, We are enjoying beer, smoking a little hookah. Don't judge. And, um, you know, having a good time doing the show. Uh, but I do want to apologize if the audio is in and out. We'll, we will find out. <laughs> and uh, the next episode will be cleaner if, if necessary. Uh, we have been talking about vampires. And we've also rabbit trailed with this weird phenomena that happened on 4th of July. Uh, the night of 4th of July. <clears throat> with this, you know, UFO thing. Um, I don't know. Where, where do we go with vampires now? I mean, we're, I mean... Did you have did you have any any thoughts or ideas or theories that we really haven't voiced in the past or have talked about on this episode? Uh I you know I I not not necessarily. I mean, so was, that's not a no. That's not a, that's not a no. Uh I don't know. I guess there, I mean, I think when you look at the 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 some of the old legends or the original legends mm-hmm. of the vampire, uh, you know, having to sleep on uh, the dirt of its native land, or you know, whether or not you can stop a vampire by placing a rose on its coffin that it sleeps in, or whether it even Which is sleeps in, in a an coffin. interesting one. It is an interesting one. Uh, you know, I mean, th- these are little f- fine details that I think are often overlooked. Uh, nowadays, because in the broad spectrum, we just think vampire, blood, killer, monster. Uh, and we don't think about the intricate details behind what a vampire actually is, at least according to the lore. Uh, so I think, I don't know, I, I, I think a lot of that is just storytelling. You know, I think it's all fictional in terms of the rose and uh, the, the, the sleeping on native dirt, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I think that's just all fictional storytelling. But 
to this day, there are still bodies found with bricks shoved in the mouths mm-hmm. of yep. people and heads chopped off and stakes in the heart. So, you know, obviously the, the legend and the belief in that legend is still very much alive today. Uh, and there are still reports coming in that vampires exist and people are seeing them or interacting with them in some negative way. Right. Um, what I would love, and I don't know if you've seen anything on this, but what I would love to uh, find out is when they find these things, I, I wonder if they can ever tell if these things were done pre or post mortem. Yeah, I don't know. I and mean, I'm sure I'm sure there's some sort of uh what do you call them? An archaeologist or you know, some other scientist that could probably look into it and tell one way or the other. I'm I'm sure over so many years that evidence kind of deteriorates. But Yeah. But it would be interesting if we could find somebody who has has done any research into that. Right. Um Yeah, I'm not really sure what where else to go with it because I mean, you and I have talked as of late that we would love to be doing more of the on the ground research rather than research through just stuff we find on on blogs or articles or whatever. Right. Um, so I would I would love to to be on. A, a dig or a uh, research team that looked into that. I mean, I would still, well, not in just vampires either. I mean, just in oh, cryptids yeah, in general right. as well. Uh, you know, I mean, I know I've only got a few days left uh, up here, but we still have time if we wanted to even to, to take a drive out to Devil's Lake and do a small investigation there uh, just to kind of see what we can see. Um, but yeah, it, it's just hard for us to do that, though. You know, to, to do yeah. these on, you know, boots on the ground type of investigations because we don't spend a lot of time, don't get a chance to spend a lot of time like in the same area at the right. same time. Uh, so if we do it, we're pretty much on our own. Right. Well, I never did never hear back from the one gal who was from Devil's Lake that I was talking to because I had kind of put it out there and she said she'd be willing to talk to some of her friends that still live in Devil's Lake to see if anybody knew anything about it um, but I, I never followed up with her so I may have to do that um, with that being said I think at one point we will be able to get out there to do that whether it's in the near future or in a couple of years um, really all just depends on if we start having a little more free time, I should say I have a little more free time. <laughs> I got um, just about all the free time in the world right. on my end. <laughs> so, but if any of you guys that listen um, know of any legends that Eric, you would like to have us investigate um, when we can get to a certain area, we would love to hear what, what uh, is out there. Um, even if, we can't even do the boots on the ground and just are able to do our own research um, and find some stuff. We would love to do a show on, on any of the creatures that we haven't even really talked about. Right. Before. Which, speaking of, I know we're, you know, early ish July. Uh, 
and you're going on vacation. I'm going on vacation in September. Were we thinking still of going back to Scarefest this year? I would love to, especially because of, I forget the actor's name, who originally played Vampire, or Vampire, uh, Freddy Krueger. Uh, it's going to be at Scarefest this year. I just don't know funds-wise or time-off-wise what I would be able to do. Okay. So hold off on that, folks. Cause I was going to say, <laughs> give us some ideas for things. In, uh... But with that being said, though, I think the next time we go to Scarefest, we should have a booth. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'd be more fun, too, instead of just walking around seeing the same thing right. over. I, I would love for people to come up to us again. and talk to us rather than us just kind of walking around and for sure. doing whatever. Sure, sure. Um, and, and maybe we can talk about this with the higher-ups for Killer Podcasts and see if they would be interested in us covering Scarefest for them one year. Um, but with that being said, too... I do have one 3D printer. Another one's going to be coming soon. So we will be able to have some pretty cool swag for people to pick up as well. Yeah. It won't just be us sitting there looking at each other, twiddling our thumbs yeah. for yeah, people. Yeah. And you won't even have to worry about like coming up to shake our hands because guess what? I'm not into that kind of thing. <laughs> I'm too OCD. Don't touch me. <laughs> so if that's intriguing to you, like, oh, good. Then, yeah, it'll make it a lot easier. All right. Excuse me. <laughs> all right, folks. Um, that's. I guess that's pretty much all we've got. Um, I think a lot of these are going to be a little bit shorter episodes for the Over the Campfire uh, series. But um, any other final thoughts before we wrapped up? Um, <clears throat> probably lock your doors. Keep garlic over your windows. <laughs> I would love to, to hear where that, that whole thing came about too yeah that is an interesting one i i was just thinking about the the whole sleeping on the dirt from your homeland thing Mm. maybe it's not so much that they had to they just wanted to because it reminded them of home could have been could have been uh or maybe the power that they that they that they have maybe it originates from from wherever they're at from the ground uh you know that they were raised on or spent most of their rain on i don't know yeah but if you guys know of any theories that we're not talking about about vampires specifically for this episode, again, please reach out to us, paratruthradio at gmail.com, or if you listen to us on our website, you can reach out right there. You can also record a message for us. Um, I've mentioned this before, um, and interestingly enough, iHeartRadio has started using this type of technology. So we would love to hear from you guys. Uh, we would love to sh- uh, share your your thoughts on air um and and just hear from you guys Mm -hmm. so definitely reach out uh we're on all the social medias as eric and i have said in the past um yeah that's about it for our first over the campfire show so until next week folks where you'll find us same time same channel my name is eric and Wait, Whoa. What? <laughs> My name is Justin. Who are you? <laughs> Who the hell are you? You doppelganger. You shapeshifter. You creepy 
Critter. That that was weird. That was, that really was weird, bro. What the hell was my, that? My name is Justin. Oh God, and if I don't survive tonight, my name will still be Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Peace. <laughs> oh my God. This is History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the facts from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the allied powers go too far? in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon.